0: Welcome to True Truths and Tippets, Life with Melinda. Each week, I will share with you my true, transparent truths. I have learned over the years that the best way to help yourself and others to overcome is by being honest. My hope for you, my friend, is that you will discover your own true truths on this journey with me. Sit back and relax because our journey begins together right now. Melinda come on in we're still in January and we're continuing to just say it and today we're gonna just say it come out of sexual addiction yep come out of sexual addictions now this is not gonna be a graphic cuz I don't get into things like that it's not graphic it's just me From my heart to your heart to try to help you overcome obstacles, trials, and everything in between that God has so graciously allowed me to overcome. So this is what I have to say to you tonight. You can overcome sexual addictions. First, you have to admit you have a sexual addiction. Now, you may say, no, it's not an addiction. It's just something I enjoy doing. Okay. It's something that you enjoy doing. But if you enjoy doing it, you know, and you're not married the way God intends you to be, that's if you're a Christian. Because right now I'm talking to Christians and those that profess to be Christians. If you're not a Christian or you're thinking about becoming one, then you stay right here because you're in a great place. Let me give you some more backstory on me. I was introduced to sexual perversion through um, child sexual abuse from the time I was three to the time that I was nine years old. And during this time frame, it made me very hypersexual. Just non-normal things that a three-year-old, a four-year-old, a six-year-old, a nine-year-old would not even be aware of. And those things made its home in me because sexual perversion, addiction is a spirit. It's a spirit. So keep listening. It's a spirit and it's a spirit that attaches itself to you. And as it attaches itself to you, it grows. And as it grows, it grows its own identity, which is sexual addiction. And you think it's you. You know, it's the same guys that you pick out. It's the things that you say that you like. It's when the good wholesome man comes along, you don't want nothing to do with him because, yeah, he's a nerd or You know, he's a geek or he's just too spiritual for me. You know those words. That's because this perversion, this addiction that you have um, allowed to attach itself to you has now taken on a personified identification. And you think it's you and it's not you. So when this was happening to me, when I was younger, this spirit of perversion, you know, it attached itself to me. So by the time I was 10 years old, I fell into um, addiction to pornography and I slept, ate, breathed pornography all the time. You know, I stopped wanting to go when my mom went to the store because I knew my father had a porn hidden in the closet. So I would not go to the stores. I could go stay home and watch it. You know, that thing starts, it feeds itself and it feeds its desires. And these desires is spirits that are not you. And so my addiction to pornography lasted from the time I was 10 until I was 36 years old. So we're talking about a 26 year life style and also in that time frame of that addiction you also have to remember that um, I was introduced to um, childhood sexual perversion too at three years old so when these people put their perversion on me, it turned into an addiction, even as a child. So you may think, well, why would God allow something like that to happen to somebody so small or so young that, you know, they didn't even ask for? And it's not that God allowed things. And I've said that before, you know, we serve a great God, a loving God, that he doesn't desire us to come and fall into any of these pitfalls But we also have people that decide to be evil, perverted, you know, and blame it on a good God. But even in my trials that I went through, God kept me because this thing that came to me was sent to destroy me. But God in all his ways that are higher than ours, that I could never not even begin to understand protected me in ways that it lets me know that he is who he says he is and he is God and he does love and he does care and his ways are in ways that we don't understand but he turns it around and gives us beauty for ashes. So this addiction that I had, sexual addiction, Um, that I had manifested in pornography manifested in me, um, you know, having sex, I started around 17 years old and it continued and it was because I always had to fulfill this desire. If the pornography wasn't enough, then the sex would have to, you know, do the rest. And then if it was neither one of those, it was masturbation. Which is a perversion and an addiction. And you may say, no, it's not. Because, you know, I have the right to pleasure myself and to do these things. No, honey, you have the right to let that spirit that's attached to you use you to feed itself. I don't know if you guys, how old you are. If you ever heard a little shop of horrors before, you know, feed me, see more. It started out so cute. It was just, oh it's such a cute little plant look at the cute little plant and then all of a sudden the plant started having these desires and the desires took over Seymour and Seymour didn't have nothing to do but to feed it until he had to feed it and what he fed it was murder and so when you do that to your body it's murdering you from the inside out because it's not you, you know, masturbation is a, is, is a, it's a perversion, it's a self-satisfying perversion, you know, and I can say that, because I was, I, I, that was something I struggled with too, until, from the time I was three, until the time I was 36, when God delivered me from that, and pornography, you know, but masturbation is, is a, is a perversion, it's a spirit, You know, I don't want to really get deep into scripture in this because I don't have it in front of me, but, um, before Noah in his days, the days of Noah, the angels, the sons of God were able to come down to earth and they longed for these women that they saw, you know, and they came and manifest themselves into humans and had sexual relationships with these women. And when the flood came, they was like, all right, peace out. <laughs> Thank you. I'm out. And they went back to heaven. And God's like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to run up in my house and think you're going to do whatever you want. So he kicked them out. And when he kicked them out of heaven, he took away the power for them to manifest and to be able to have these really sexual desires. So hello, it's us. They got to use something to get the gratification that they need. And this is why you have to be careful with soul ties and you have to be careful with what you let into your eyes because sin just doesn't start as a purple elephant with a dope chain around his neck, you know, highlighting sin. It's something small. It's always going to start with a thought. And if you don't kill that thought, that thought is going to grow and it's going to manifest and it's going to tell you, oh, you can do that masturbation is fine. You're not having sex with nobody. You are having sex with somebody because you're thinking about something to be able to do it. So don't say that you're not having sex with nobody. It's a fantasy. They may not be there, but using somebody as a scapegoat. So it's a perversion. Having sex outside of marriage is a perversion. And again, if you're not a Christian, you're not going to get what I'm saying because you're going to say, you know, well, that's crazy because God gave us these desires. But he also gave us these desires in a way that we would do it in the complexity of marriage. So, like I said before, in the soul tie, if, if you know sex is an addiction for you, and the Bible talks about these addictions. Peter talks about this. If you're a woman and he says if you burn with less, it is better for you to be married. Just get married. You don't have to have an elaborate wedding. You know, you don't have to have 250 people there. You just have to be with this person that you want to be with. And you can go get a marriage certificate and you can just go get married. If it's not just sex and you have a desire to love, then get married. If the desire is just to have sex here, there and everywhere... Then it's an addiction, honey. And I'm sorry that I have to come to tell you like this, but the days of being nice and trying to get things through to people, I don't have time for that anymore. God is coming. He's coming quick, fast, and in the hurry. And he's making sure that his bride is without spark or blemish. And sexual perversion, sexual addiction. Is such a bad addiction because it's something that you don't do unto yourself. That's the difference. It's something you do unto yourself. And so we have got to make sure that we let no excuse come in at all. And if God has so graciously given you a fiance or someone he's going to allow you to marry, don't defile the gift that he's giving you. Do not contain or, you know, fall into masturbation with one another. Do not fall into watching pornography with one another. Don't fall into having sex with one another and don't use the excuse. Oh, well, we're going to be married anyway, so we can do it. No, you can't. An engagement is a promise. A marriage is a vow. It's a difference. You promised something. Anything could happen. God forbid that you don't fulfill that promise. Then you'd have went out and you'd have done these things that God said He's He has stopped and saved only for marriage. So you have to be aware of of allowing yourself to make excuses for the flesh. You've got to learn how to starve the flesh. Now I'm going to talk to you about that. So, you know, mine started at the age of three, pornography at the age of 10, um, sex that I chose to have at the age of 17, and uh, deliverance at the age of 36. I can tell you, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I would have never overcome. You can't overcome Sexual addiction without God, because it's powerful. It is a drug. It is something that will drive you. It is something that will manipulate you. It would tell you, you can't overcome it. And I was beginning to think I couldn't, because this is something I had for 33 years now. And the thing is, is, you can't overcome it on your own, because you need the help of the Lord to do that. Because only his power is great enough to do it. I tried and failed more times than I could count. But one night in my long time with him, and I was tired of the addiction. I was tired of living that double life. And I cried out to the Lord and I asked him to take this thing away from me. Because there's no way I'm ever going to do it on my own accord. And that night he did. And I will be celebrating 10 years of celibacy in August of this year, 2021. 10 years of celibacy. 10 years free from masturbation. 10 years free from watching pornography. Nothing in 10 years. Now... Do I have to pray to stay that way? Of course. What I've learned is I don't have to put God to the test. Because what he has delivered me from is by his spirit and his might. Not mine. I'm not that strong. But God is. And when I remember who I am and whose I am, it makes it easier when these spirits come back beckoning to me. Who's going to know? You could do this, this, and that. God's going to know. You have to develop a relationship with him that's so deep and so built in love and transparency that you know who he is and the desires he has for you because it becomes the desires that you have for yourself. And so, yes, I have to pray. Yes, I have to ask God for guidance and wisdom, but I also do not put myself into situations that I know I am not strong enough to say no to. That's the key. And I would like to say that, you know, once God delivered, that's it. But no, one thing about sin is it's very selfish. Sin is selfish. It's very selfish. It wants what it wants when it wants it. So you will have to wake up in the middle of the night and you have to get your senses about you and you have to pray and ask God to help you because if not, it's going to be waiting for you. Don't try to do it on your own. If you need an accountability partner, you can always email me at at thebethanyproject.com and that will be in the episode notes. You know, it's something you can overcome, but you have to put it in the perspective of what it is. It is a perverted spirit that has somehow come and attached itself to you that gives you these desires to sleep with multiple people or to manipulate people to get what you want through sex. That's not of God, that's not of Him, that's of perversion. And it should make you very angry that is not you that you are out here living for a spirit that God has taken the right away to be able to do it on his own, so he got they have to use you now, I don't know about you, but that really pissed me off when I found that out. I didn't want nothing to do like use me. How gross is that? How disgusting is that? And when you start to know who you are. When that spirit is removed from you, there's no stopping you. I'd like to take this time to thank you for listening to True Truths and Tidbits, Life with Melinda. If you have not already become part of the family, you can do that right now. I invite you to subscribe. Look down on your screen and select subscribe. I'll give you a moment. Perfect. And now you're part of the True Truths family. You'll be one of the first to know when there's a new episode available for your listening pleasure. Also, I would like to invite you to look where you found subscribed and feel free to leave me a message. Who knows? Your voice may be the next one we hear on the next episode of True Truths and Tippets Life with Melinda. Until we meet again, my friend. I hope that you will continue to strive to live out your true truths. Don't lose hope on your dreams and your aspirations. And if things don't work out the way that you plan for this day, always remember there's tomorrow. Until next time, my friend. Goodbye.